were in a race against the Nazis. And I know what it means if the Nazis have a bomb. Christopher Nolan's historical biopic, Oppenheimer, arrives in theaters and it's absolutely living up to its serious movie hype. This is a story about the man who developed the atomic bomb that was used to end World War II, and by that measure alone, it's a fascinating process movie about science and engineering. It's also a story that might not be in common knowledge anymore. The cast is superb. Killian Murphy finally gets a breakout starring role as the title character, but Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., and the rest are all great. I love the period-perfect production design and the meaty screenplay, which deals with the ramifications of introducing an atomic bomb into the world. Nolan has made a film that should be a top Oscar contender. My only critique is that its three-hour running time is a little excessive, but other than my complaining bladder, this is a very good movie. Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. Greta Gerwig's Barbie is also a lot of fun, with Margot Robbie playing a stereotypical Barbie doll who undergoes an existential crisis. So she leaves Barbie land to come into the real world, and Ryan Gosling as Ken tags along and discovers that he can be more than just an accessory to Barbie. This is a very fun movie. It's much more than just a commercial for Barbie dolls, though. It's about the patriarchy and female empowerment and the purpose of one's very existence. The cast is having a lot of fun, and the costumes and set designs are amazing. Oppenheimer may be the better art film, but Barbie is far and away the better film for both art and fun. I was the undersized scrawny kid that was just trying to figure out how to make it. On home streaming, Steph Curry, underrated, is the documentary about the NBA star's rise from Little Davidson College to being an NBA superstar. It's got that sports film, let's cheer for the underdog mentality that makes it very enjoyable. But for my money, it's Curry's relationship with his family that makes this one so sweet. It's not just for fans of the NBA. I don't know what that was, but that wasn't me. Somebody is conducting experiments on us. And finally over on Netflix, a weird little action slash comedy slash science fiction film called They Clone Tyrone. It follows three characters straight out of a 1970s black exploitation movie as they stumble upon a mystery about what's really going on in their neighborhood. Jamie Foxx, John Boyega, and Tayana Paris are very funny in the film's leading players. It's a little confusing at the end, but the ride is a lot of fun. Excuse me, kind sir, but if you could pull me to the elevator that leads down to the Fiki Laboratory. And that's what's new this weekend at the movies. I'm Sean McBride, the movie guy. Well, good morning to you, Southeast Texas. It's our favorite Friday tradition right. that has been going on for how long? Even know? Uh, yeah, well, Dan and I were talking. It's been more than uh, 25. I think it's been uh, just about 25 years. So Wow. I'm, what, what I'm saying is I'm old. No, <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Sean McBride, the movie guy, in case you don't tend to tune in on Fridays. Mm -hmm. But he is here to kind of give us a rundown of what we can expect this weekend in this. Listen, I don't know if I've been this excited for a movie to come out in a very long time. Uh-huh. And of course, you're talking about Steph Curry underrated. Is that what the one you <laughs> no, want to No, I'm talking about Oppenheimer. No, I'm, I'm talking about the Barbie movie. Come on, that yeah, one's... I, I'll tell you this. It's funny. I can't tell you how many people I've run into that said, oh, no, I want to see both of these movies, Oppenheimer yeah. and Barbie, and they're planning on seeing them on the same day. You know, Oppenheimer's three hours, Barbie's two. You know, yeah. that's a long day at the movies. But they're excited, and they're going to the theaters to see this. And a lot of times you have these movies coming out where going, I can't wait till this is on home streaming. Right. Mm, not this one. They're going to the movies. And no, yeah. I'm thrilled to hear that. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, that's quite the commitment the folks who are doing, too, because yeah. like you said, Oppenheimer, over three hours long, so 
lots of movie time, but there are people that are committed to doing it because mm -hmm. both of them are drawing a lot of attention. Right, exactly. Now, Barbie is the one that's getting the most attention. Sure. Uh, Barbie, you know, if you'd ask people, prognosticators, about six weeks ago, they thought it would open 40, 50 million. Right now, it's like 120, and even some people Ooh. are saying, $150 million for this. That's a oh huge my gosh. thing. This is Greta Gerwig's movie. She's the director who did Lady Bird, if you remember. And when she had a, that huge hit, uh, basically, she could have picked any script she wanted to do. She decided to make the Barbie movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this is interesting. And so I want to say right up top, if you think this is just a toy commercial, right. if this is just a light and frothy look at the Barbie toy, you're missing the point of this. Because I do think a lot of mothers are going to take their eight-year-old daughters to see mm -hmm. this movie. And the daughters are not going to kind of get it. Um, it's it's a movie about a Barbie. She's living in Barbie land. She's one of many. Margot Robbie is playing stereotypical Barbie. There's all sorts of Barbies of because every child had different Barbies, right? Plenty of them. And uh, she one day starts thinking, hey, you guys ever think about death? You know, which is not a Barbie thought. No. And uh, <laughs> freaks out all of the Barbies. Her 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 feet bend there as well you can say that so look it um it's uh, she start has an existential crisis sure and so she decides to go to the real world to find out what's going on and ken bimbo himbo ken you know played by ryan gosling tags along and when they get to the real world you know suddenly we're talking about issues of the patriarchy and and she's barbie is confronted with little girls who are saying you put feminism back you know a long way here mm -hmm. and ken who has always been just an accessory suddenly realizes in the real world men are kind of in charge yeah and so the ramifications of that so this is a movie that's not just about selling toys and quite frankly they're like will ferrell plays the head of mattel toys mm -hmm. you know and he wants barbie back in her barbie land so he's not causing troubles for the company i i like how it pokes fun at mm -hmm. Mattel, I like how it's something much bigger than just a frothy little right. toy commercial. Um, it's about feminism. It's about masculinity. Uh, it has got, I mean, self, you know, an existential crisis for Barbie. Yeah. This is a much more grown-up script that you might have expected. I think it's done very well. Um, I like Margot Robbie, but I love Gosling. His hilarious kind of steals the yeah. show in many ways here. He's just this guy that can understand why, you know, he's an accessory to Barbie. And, you know, he wants to be the main, mm -hmm. the leading guy here. I, I like a lot of this. The production design on this is amazing. I mean, looks like the, the costumes and stuff like that, it looks like you were living in Barbie's yeah. dream house. Really, really good movie. Um, and I think a lot of people will see it and love it, but it's aimed at women your age. Yep not at girls that are eight years old. That's the same thing I'm kind of saying, especially with Greta Gerwig kind of being the director. You know it wasn't going to be a little fluff piece of, yeah. you, know, he, you know, here's Barbie mm -hmm. in her land. So should be very exciting. I think you're right. Target yeah. audience is 20s, you know, 30-ish. Right. So, yeah. Other movie, big movie of the weekend, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan, God bless this man. He is trying to <laughs> single-handedly maintain the movie-going experience. If you remember, he's the guy that released Tenet in the middle of the pandemic, and he, you know, when everybody else was sending their stuff mm -hmm. straight to streaming, Nolan said, "No, my movies play in theaters." And um, you know, matter of fact, this uh, Nolan was always known as working with Warner Brothers, and he left Warner Brothers because he was so angry about their decision oh, to put wow. movies on streaming. So, uh, Oppenheimer, a gorgeous film. Uh, like you mentioned, though, I mentioned too, it's three hours. Yeah. So it is um, a bladder buster of a film. But <laughs> look, the story about um, Oppenheimer and America's desire to build the nuclear bomb in the waning days of World War II. Matt Damon plays the the commander who's in charge of the Manhattan Project, and then it's it's Killian Murphy playing Oppenheimer. He's very good. He's been in a lot of movies. People know his face. 
Peaky Blinders and stuff like that, but people really don't know him as the leading man. This is one of his first, and I think he's very good. I think the whole whole cast is really good, and kind of like Barbie, the production design is spot on here. This is um, you know a movie where you are transported to a different land. This time yeah. it's back in time to you know last days of World War II. I, I think it's it's a meaty screenplay that is not just about, you know, it's the war, it's it's a process film. Scientists yeah. putting together the bomb. And then it also deals with those issues. Oppenheimer famously was concerned that he builds this giant weapon that ends the war, but at the same time ushers the world into a nuclear age. Oh, yeah. And so he's troubled by that, so. But I think this is a really good movie. Obviously, when we get around to Oscar time, this is the movie that people are gonna be talking about, one of them. Um, my only critique of it is that it's three hours I do think mm -hmm. you can I do think you could have shortened it a little bit here uh, you know you have these filmmakers who are so powerful that there's nobody gonna stand up to them and say you know not every frame that comes out of your camera is pure gold you know <laughs> and sometimes sure. you know these I mean Jim Cameron uh, you know Martin Scorsese is gonna do a movie that's yeah. almost four hours here later mm. this year oh my so gosh. so sometimes they need someone to help them make it a little more accessible sure. to mass audiences but that being said this is a really good movie. If you're, people ask who's winning the weekend. If your if your definition of winning is art, it's Oppenheimer. If okay. your definition is entertainment and but also art, it's Barbie. Okay. Well, this weekend might be the you know, movie theater is going to see the most people that they've seen in so quite a long time. Barbie should in particular. Yeah, I would so. have to imagine. So obviously those are the big ones, but there are still some other ones coming so, out this some, weekend. And some very good, good week in the movies. There's uh, two notable ones on home streaming. Over on Netflix, we have a film called They Clone Tyrone, which I think is really a lot of fun. It's Jamie Foxx, it's John Boyega. It's, it feels like it's set in the 1970s. It feels like a black exploitation movie, except that there are talks about contemporary things. What's going on there? You have a you have a hustler. Uh, you know he's you have a drug dealer and a prostitute and a pimp, and they're all these characters from the 70s movies. And you know what's going on there? I, I can't really. I don't want to spoil it, but if you look at the title, it kind of spoils itself to some extent. There is a death, and suddenly we realize there's a mystery going on here. What is that mystery? You know, this black neighborhood, and they find out, well, there's sure a lot of white scientists working here, so yeah. what's going on in this underground lab and such? Um, I think it's funny. I think it's mostly notable for the trio of main actors. They have such a nice rapport. It's a, it's a comedy, science fiction, thriller, it's a little bit of everything. It does get a little messy. I mean, yeah. science fiction, sometimes they don't hit the ending quite perfectly. Sure. But uh, I like the performances. I think it's a very good movie over on Netflix. Okay, well, that's a good option to escape the heat at mm -hmm. home, right? Yep. And this one, I think, is kind of probably going to draw in a specific crowd, big well, basketball fans. Yeah, Steph Curry. That's funny. They call him Stephen Curry at one point in the movie, and they're quickly, <laughs> you know. But Steph Curry, underrated. It's it's a movie, you know, It's a, it starts out with Reggie Miller reading his scouting report. This this kid is too small. He'll mm -hmm. never lead a team. And then he goes on. You know, he's the. Oh you know, and then it immediately goes to the point where he breaks the three-point scoring record. Right. You know, four-time NBA champ Steph Curry. It's it's a film that juxtaposes him when he was in college. He couldn't get into a major school, so he went to a little tiny Davidson and yeah. led them through the NCAA tourney. And then it follows him after having won NBA championships. Um, I like this film because you know sports movies. It's easy to cheer for your team. That's always Absolutely, great. Absolutely, yeah. But I really like this movie for the family relationships. Oh, yeah. There are shots of his mom and dad, but mom in particular, mm -hmm. in the stands, cheering him on, both at the NBA and the college level. And 
they're just they they're just that's how it should be you yeah. know mom giving everything for her son and then those shots of him with his own family you know I mean if you remember the NBA finals and the um, the press interviews where his Absolutely. daughters took over I, I just think this is a sweet movie that's about family and about mm -hmm. a good guy succeeding and it's got that NBA story about you know the underdog you know achieving but I, I really enjoyed this movie I thought it was a lot of fun and I don't think it's just for NBA fans if you're yeah. a fan of good human stories I think it's a great little documentary over so, on Apple TV plus Apple TV plus could be a good one cause like you said they are so involved and their family see it all the time mm -hmm. right yeah so. exactly all right well that's a look at what's headed to the theaters this weekend as always thank you very much mm -hmm. Sean so to come this morning full look at your forecast